now, back to the Business Coach Radio Show that Tony Robbins calls Daddy. You've got a banana. You don't need no snack pack. You know I like snack pack. Why can't you just give me a snack pack? Tony, we'll get you a snack pack. Hang in there. All right, it's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we are talking about, we are talking about winning the battle within, that inner struggle between the diligent doer and the happy hoper. There's, there's part of your mind, um, Proverbs 13, 11 writes about this. There's part of your mind that wants to get rich quick. You want to do it. You're carnal, primal, whatever. You want to get rich quick. You want to believe that if you can just sign up seven of your friends, and they sign up seven of their friends, and pretty soon you'll be a millionaire. You want to create a click funnel. You want to create a click funnel. This is If you're an entrepreneur listening to this show and you know what I'm talking about, this is for you. This is a laser right to you. Listen to me. You cannot create a click funnel that will take the place of a salesperson. It doesn't exist. And so what happens is you see all these businesses saying, I want to be as big of a company as Paul Hood, the accountant. I see Hood CPAs is growing. And so what I want to do is I want to create a click funnel, which means that when someone fills out the form, they get a series of 17 emails and text messages and then an automated event message to help them convert into a client. It's not going to happen. Everyone wants to be the Uber of this. I want to be the Uber of pizza. I want to be the Uber of accounting. I want to be the... Well, let's talk about how they became the Uber. Okay, so how did they become the Uber? Step number one, their founder cold-called cab drivers for over a year to convince them to, to try the service. Now, also, Uber's losses right now. People talk about Ubers and, and the law. Uber currently, this is as of CNN Money, CNN Money as of June 1st of 2017, reported they are still losing billions of dollars billions billions so if you want to become the uber of anything let's look at it they're not making any money what they're trying to do is they're trying to get rid of the whole taxi service which i'm a big fan of because all taxi drivers are required to charge the same price and they're trying to compete with them but eventually homeboys have to turn a profit people say i want to become the next amazon okay you do that amazon started in 1994 what year did they post their first profit? 2003. ESPN took nine years to make a profit. Tesla took 10. Walt Disney lost it all twice. Henry Ford lost it all five times. My friends, there's no get rich quick. Now, with a business coach and a program that Dr. Z and I have put together, we have found if you're not trying to reinvent the wheel, we can help you to become profitable real quickly and to get to the top of Google and to generate more leads. But if you want to like become the Uber of anything, there's no hack. If you want to become a great singer, a great guitarist, a great drummer, there's a guy at the church we used to go to who's phenomenal at the drums. Phenomenal. And I remember people used to always ask, hey, bro, what, what YouTube video do you watch? Bro, he's not watching a YouTube video, bro. He's practicing three hours a day. Three hours? Yes. Yes, and so there's trade-offs you have to make. And so, Jessica, can you tell the Thrivers, what is the business that you and your husband uh, own together? So we own a um, local um, electrical security and low-voltage contractor. And so what do you do for that business? Um, I, I don't currently work in the business. I work with our outreach program, which is called Eagle Ops. Don't, now, talk to me about this. What time does your husband typically get up 
to get, you know, the results and to, and to build the successful company. What time do you see that man waking up? We get up every day at 4 a.m. 4 a.m.? Yes, and we go to the gym as well. How many kids do you have? We have one. So you have one kid, uh-huh. and, and you're, you wake up at 4? Yes. He wakes up at 4? Correct. The, do, you, do you wake him up secretly, or does he wake you up? Or the he, same? Oh, no, he's always up. Okay, yeah. so, <laughs> so you guys get up at 4, you go to the gym. Yes. And uh, or what kind of workouts are you into? Uh, well, currently we're doing a lot of lifting because our son is interested in gaining some muscle. He's 14 years old, so he's into that. So we're all kind of doing it. We kind of believe in doing everything together, so we're all gaining some muscle. So when you work <laughs> out, do you feel sore the next day? Yes. Okay. So uh, what, 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 you, what workout are you doing this week? Are you doing like, do you, like, do you do like chest and shoulders one day yes. and then back and biceps another day? Or how, how do you do it? Yes. Uh, today was chest and shoulders. Okay. And so you're going to be sore probably tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Now, somebody who wants to get in shape, who's listening to this show, says, well, I don't want to be sore. What advice would you have for them as a fitness, someone who's into fitness, you're, you certainly aren't purporting yourself to be a fitness expert, but you're a lady who prides herself on, on fighting the battle to stay in shape. Is it possible to get in shape without have being sore? It's not. You're just going to have to deal with it. Push through it. But yet there's a commercial on TV. Maybe you guys saw it. They sold millions of units. It's called the shake weight. Now, the shake weight, you just you hold the weight, and it shakes. And then you, they sold like 2 million of these things, the shake weight. You know. Or there's like eight-minute abs. You know, in eight minutes a day, you can get awesome abs. Uh, there's the, the, the flyer. You get on the flyer, and you're supposed to have no impact on your joints. And you can lose up to 10 pounds in 10 weeks. And uh, Jessica, do you know of such a thing? I mean, is this, has something like this ever worked for you? I don't think they do. I don't think they work at all. Now, Paul, you're into fitness. Correct. Do, have you ever seen something where you have no, no, you're not sore? It doesn't require you to change your diet and you just get in shape? No, but I'm working on it. I'm, I'm creating an app for an your app. phone. Yeah, you just click on the app and you get in shape. Okay, so let's talk about the outreach you're doing. You're, you're raising awareness Correct. for wh- wh- what's the cause? Uh, disabled American veterans here, and they, do, um, they provide um, help with benefits, ve- veterans benefits, and they provide rides for veterans to go to their doctor's appointments and things like that. What's the website that they need to go to to learn more about it? DAV.org. Have you ever had anybody um, let you know that they're not pro-military? Has this ever happened? We've ever run into somebody who's not pro-military? I have not. In Oklahoma. So Oklahoma. Good good job, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Yay, Yay, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. A lot of veteran supporters. In there Oklahoma. are people, though, who are not big fans of the military. And I have found that the more you put yourself out there, the more you go out on the limb, the more, you know, there, there, by the way, there's more fruit when you go out on, on the limb. But I will tell you, you're going to eventually be attacked. It's going to happen. Have you ever seen your husband, like, as he's growing his business, has he ever run into a, a hater customer or a hater competitor? Or has he been pretty much insulated from all hate? Yeah, he's had a few. He's had a few. And I just, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs, they say, hey, how do I want to build a successful company, but I don't want to get up at 5 a.m. Now, Paul, what time are you waking up? Six? Five? Six a.m. And now here's a little secret for you, Thrivers. A little secret, a little secret. This is just a secret between you and me and the 30,000 people that... Uh, are listening from time to time. I have yet to meet. What? Uh, you might want to write this down. I've yet to meet a successful entrepreneur that didn't put in between 60 and 80 hours of work per week every week until they reached success. Once you reach success, you can hire people. So as an example, very good friend of mine, Andy Matherin, he used to work with me 18 years ago for DJ Connection. He was a Division I basketball player with a 44-inch vertical from Essex, England. And I want to hire Andy. He's my number one draft pick. He's 38 years old. I love the guy. I want to hire him. But, Paul, did you know you have to pay money to hire people? you got to spend money to hire people? 
You do? And Since he, when? He, he had a pharmaceutical sales background, white-collar job, been doing great, has a beautiful house, beautiful family. And I, I was talking to Andy, I realized, even though he likes me, he's unwilling to work for free. He can't afford I mean, Paul, we, I, I thought about it. I said, hey, you want to live in like a thatch hut? You know, maybe we could build a house out of mud for you. But he says, no, no, I need to get paid. Did, he, did you offer him pinion wood? Well, I, <laughs> these were all things I thought of. I did not offer the pinion wood. He probably would have said yes. He would have. But when you're negotiating a contract or a salary to hire somebody, if you want a 38-year-old man with a sparkling clean resume to come join your company to work as a top-level executive and business coach, to be on your team, it's going to cost some money. Exactly. But people want to make the they don't they don't want to make the trade-offs. And so they said, "Well, Clay, how'd you do it?" Well, I couldn't afford to hire people when I started. So guess who made those sales calls? I did. Guess who made the accounting or the all-night accounting efforts? My wife. Guess who decided it was okay for me to turn off the air conditioning to buy a yellow page ad when we could least afford it? My wife. Guess who said, "Babe, you got to get up. You got to load up the DJs. You got to get up at 3 a.m." My wife. Guess who make, got pizza for all the DJs when we had one guy cover? Guess who DJed a show in Dallas, and then the next day, within 16 hours, I DJed in Minneapolis? Myself and Andy. Why? Because I couldn't afford to pay a guy to go to Minneapolis and to go to Dallas, and our DJ in Minneapolis canceled. And that's what happens. And so if you're listening to this show today, you're, I'm asking you, what demons are you fighting? What, what, is it, what is it the thing in your mind, the battle in your mind? What's the thing? Because what happens is we all know this, that psychologically, whether you know the names or not, or the, or the technology or the science behind it or not, the prefrontal cortex is the part of your brain that allows you to think strategically. But most people spend their entire day just reacting. So here's another example. Deciding to work out and putting it into your calendar is a powerful first step. But most people never work out unless they have an accountability partner or a trainer. This is just a known thing, and I'll put myself into that, that group there. Very few people work out unless you have someone going with you to the gym at the same time or you have a trainer. So, Paul Hood, I want you to break this down. Why, why is that the case where most people just don't work out unless they have a trainer or some accountability? Well, most people, successful people, focus on rewards. Um, unsuccessful people focus on effort. And when you, we all do that at times. And when you focus on effort, you sometimes, a lot of times, most of the time, need that other person holding you accountable to get you past focus on the effort. Because if you, you focus on your effort and, and if you don't show up, you know you're letting somebody else down as well. And so you kind of feed off of each other. When one of you is up, the other one's down. But the, the key is to focus on the reward. That's why when you're sore the next day, that's glorious. That's awesome. That's, that's get excited because you know you accomplished something. Now, the other side of it, if you have an accountability partner and you do show up and you get that, that, that rush, that feeling of, yes, I had victory over my day. I said I was going to work out, and I did. The opposite of that is just you show up late to the workout by about seven minutes for a 45-minute workout. Then you want to leave a little bit early because you got to pick up the kids. And then you, you, you keep paying, though, and then eventually you quit showing up. And that, unfortunately, there was a statistic the other day. I'm working with one of the, uh, one of the gyms. I work with a, a gym in Boise, Idaho. Having huge success, Cavell Fitness up there. Uh, we work with uh, Cola, obviously, in Bartlesville, doing well. I've worked with the Fitness Together brand. I've worked with a lot of big fitness companies. And they found that 8%, 8 was the number they published. The, la the last number I saw was 8% of people with a gym membership ever go. 8 Eight percent. That's ridiculous. And I see this all the time in all different industries. It's so important that we not only know what to do, 
but that we choose to do it. Now, this next one, this next one is you got to learn how to eventually make the sales call. Now, Ryan, the phone rings for you over there at Outlaw Customs, and when sure. it does, you actually have to call people back. People don't just schedule themselves online for an auto wrap. It's a pretty major purchase. I know. It's so hard. But what would you say to the entrepreneur who's like, I just don't do well with rejection. I just don't want to get rejected. I just don't want to do it. Well, I haven't figured out any, any way in life that you can get by without rejection. So you just have to buck it up and, and, and eat the rejection and, and understand that the odds are going to be against you. But if you make those 100 calls, you're going to get those three sales. Now, Paul, you're giving people out there, the people who take the, uh, the step to schedule a meeting with you, you're offering a little trade-off here, a little reward. What do you offer for all of our listeners today? Well, just like you were talking about having an accountability partner in the working out uh, arena, we function as that accountability partner on a business standpoint. We help set up goals and, and uh, hold you accountable to them. But if you and, and the first step is, is to come talk to me and get that free um, look under the hood. And uh, we'll also give you the book, the Warren Buffett book. He's a lot of insightful information in there. So send me an email, paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at hoodcpas.com, and we'll get the book right out and sign up for your free hour. You're going to give them Warren Buffett's only authorized biography. It's called Snowball. It's a big book. I've personally read that thing and I listened to the audio book of it. And I will tell you, it is a powerful book. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, kind of the tips, how did Warren Buffett get from where he started to where he is? I encourage you to go to hoodcpas.com and go in there, fill out the form and claim your free copy of Warren Buffett's Snowball. You can do it. All you got to do is go to hoodcpas.com. My name is Clay Clark. I am a business coach. We'd love to see you at our next in-person Thrive Time workshop. Book your tickets today at thrivetimeshow.com. Once again, that's look at the thrivetimeshow.com. It's like Steve Martin meets Steve Forbes. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. Because I am a wild and crazy guy. Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And today we are talking about a subject that I believe could be one of the most uh, powerful subjects we've ever had the privilege of talking about. It's this inner struggle between the diligent doer in all of us and the happy hoper. It's, it's, it's the battle between being lazy and getting it done. It's winning the battle within and when you decide to become self-employed, you have to become self-disciplined. But right away, when you hear the word discipline, you're like, ah, oh, oh, this is a stupid show. I don't want to talk about discipline. And it's other people. Other people need discipline. Now, me, I have it together. I, I'm listening to this show because I, well, I take notes from my friend, my friend Carl. That guy's screwed up. But I have it together. Now, I... I I got a whole notebook of things Carl should be doing. Now, the reason why I have gained a lot of weight this year is because of my metabolism. It's my metabolism. And you say a word like that with a lot of syllables, it makes you feel better. It's my metabolism. I've got a, it's what you call a thyroid issue, basically. It's my thyroid mixed with my metabolism. And it's that, that mixed with a lack of motivation. I mean, I mean it's just a genetics, basically. I, I do eat a lot of ice cream and I do not work out at all, but I just, you know what I'm saying. And so what happens is, then you say, oh, come on, stop making fun of, stop ripping on those people. Fine, I'll rip on myself. I used to say, 
Well, basically, I'm just not a big reader because uh, reading is not something I do. I have a hard time concentrating. I would be what I would call myself ADD. And so I just, I just don't typically read a lot. I mean, I just skim the book. And then your, your, your professor would say, hey, so what did you get out of the book? You know, you, you read the book. What did you get? And, you, and this is what you say if you're smart enough to not seem super dumb in a classroom setting. You say, well, basically the book uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People was basically uh, good because it taught me how to in influence the people and uh, uh, become friends with other people. And I love the fact that How to Win Friends and Influence People, those are two things I got out of that book, yes. And so it's just like, <laughs> would you stop it? You know what I'm saying, though? And that's what people do, though. And you say, oh, I'm not, I'm, so but you're, you're going to rip on the readers? You're going to rip on the fitness people? Well, what about being a good parent? Uh, you know, someone says, so, hey, hey, how's it going with your wife? Yes, uh, you know, we, what I do is I have this new move. I call it re removal from the situation. I remove it myself from the situation for seven days a week, and then we stay together for years. It's a move I've been doing. And you're going, that's not a move. That's not. So we all have something we can improve on. Everybody does. I do. You do. Come on. Come on. Some, somebody's sitting here on Mount Judgemore saying, you have it all together. Okay. Well, okay. Well, what, what is the area? of your life that you want to improve upon the most because we know this scientifically the prefrontal cortex part of your brain is the part of your brain that controls your desires and impulses and if you didn't have this part of your brain you'd be running around just totally emotional all the time but what happens is is that the subconscious mind is what rules the day what you feed the mind you become you listen to a lot of violent music you listen to a lot you watch a lot of violent programming you'll be more violent you surround yourself with a lot of comedy, you'll be more funny. You surround yourself with a lot of joy, you'll be more joyful. And so we have people on the show today who are doing very well. And when you consider that, according to Forbes, the average American has less than $400 saved, and 70% of people, according to Forbes, hate their jobs. These people are doing well. They like their jobs. They're saving some money. Are we perfect? No. But I want to go around the horn, kind of go around the table of glory, and I want to pick your brains. I'm going to start with you, Jessica. Okay. Um, as you've started the business with your husband and you've grown this thing, you and Jonathan, uh, can you explain to the Thrivers, what's the name of your business, and maybe what's the biggest struggle you guys had in growing that business? The name of our business is Americom Technologies Group, and you can find out more about it at americomtg.com. Okay. And um, I think, I don't know, the biggest struggle is, was just, I think for us, it was just the push to, you know, to jump off the ledge and do it, honestly. Just the fear of yeah. jumping out and starting your own thing, yes. just the, the, the fear. Yes. And I, I can say this, if you're listening to the show today and you want to know how, when, when's the time to make the jump, do the math unemotionally, and then when the math makes sense, make the jump. So as an example, I told my wife, when I can consistently book four weddings every weekend for four weekends in a row, I'll quit my jobs. And there was a couple weekends where I booked four, and the next week I booked zero, and I wanted to quit the job. Emotionally, I did. When you have three jobs at Applebee's and Target and DirecTV, let me tell you, every day I want to quit. Every day I was like, oh, oh. And then a customer comes in, and then they, there's a part of the, the receipt where it says tip, and they would write, make a better steak. And I'm like, yeah, I just mm -hmm. He's great. He's, got, he's a funny guy. He's a funny guy. But I wanted to quit, but I couldn't because I, had, I knew that number. So, Coach, I want to ask you this. What's the battle in your mind? I know you're kind of putting yourself out there a little bit, but what's the battle in your mind that you had to fight the most to become successful as an entrepreneur? Uh, a couple of different ones. Uh, one is insecurity. Am I good enough? Can I do this? Uh, why would people uh, want to do business with me? 
uh, just the insecurities that you grow up with and getting over those insecurities, getting over the fear of doing things and, you know, being fearless in life. So the, the, the fear of and the insecurity of believing that someone would actually want to buy from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just how did you get over that? Studying hard, uh, working at it, uh, being um, uh, ready for every time I was do something. Uh, I wrote a ton of things down. I read a ton of things, uh, just preparing myself and, gr- and getting ready. And then I worked nonstop, effortlessly to be successful. David Robinson, the NBA Hall of Famer and the investor in the Thrive Time show, he once said that, uh, he said, preparation is what he's all about. He says it's, it's preparation. He says preparation is, is where it all starts and ends with him. He says just preparing for every game, he knew he would be successful just because of the way he prepared, and he put all of his hope and faith in preparation. And even now, uh, you know, last night I'm preparing. Last night I'm reading three books. Uh, I'm reading three books right now that I'm going through. Uh, one's winning, one's the e-myth, mm. and just reading great books. And then I'm writing down all these uh, programs and things you got to do. And how successful I'm going to be over the next year is going to determine by how much I prepare every day. I just talked with one of my coaches on the phone about preparing another coach that we just started uh, training and what we're going to do to prepare him and work with him. So even to this day, after 22 years, it's the due diligence every day that makes us successful. David Robinson once said, preparation is everything. Preparation is everything. Now, Paul Hood, what's the battle you've had to fight in your, in your mind? Because I think that's a, a big uh, thing for entrepreneurs is the battle in the mind. I mean, what is the fight, the inner battle you've had to win to build your practice to, to, to how big Hood CPAs to, is today and how big it's getting? Well, my battle it really comes from my upbringing. Uh, I come from a family where only three of us ever graduated high school. Uh, I was the only one to ever get a college degree. And uh, my mom raised me, m- much like Chet Holmes' uh, mom, in, in when he wrote the book Ultimate Sales Machine, he, he talks about how you got to have, uh, have a cheerleader. you got to have somebody when you're come growing up. For instance, he told his mom, he said if he told his mom he was going to be a bank robber, his mom would say, well, honey, you'll be the best bank robber there ever was. And my mom was that person to me. So my, my um, battle is um, I won't allow myself to make any excuses. Um, I have to be deliberate in everything that I do. If I want to, to weigh this amount or I want to be in this amount of shape or I want to have a business this size, then I have to be intentional and I write it down. And once I write it down, um, it's done. It's just a matter of putting together the process of doing it. Stay tuned. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're talking today about how to be happy how to feel successful, how to be successful as a result of winning the battle within. My name's Clay Clark. Go to thrivetimeshow.com and subscribe to the podcast today. Back to the Business Coach Radio Show that's so all-inclusive that Barack Obama and Donald Trump could agree on it if we could just get them in the same room together. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show on Talk Radio 1170. Yes, we can. You're fired. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. I imagine that's about how that conversation would go if those two did get in the same room together. Donald Trump and Barack Obama don't have a whole lot in common. But we like to do on this show is make the show uh, non-divisive and non-political when possible. We want to teach you specifically what you need to do to grow a successful business. Now, on today's show, we're talking about winning the battle within. The, the part of your brain that makes you not make the cold call. You know, you, you, so you go to the seminar to learn how to make the cold calls. You get a script. 
you learn the script. They tell you what to do. You now know what to do, but what part of you decides, I'm not going to do it? Well, what happens is, is science will show and research will show that the prefrontal cortex of the brain is what rules our desires and impulses. And without this part of the brain, you would lack the ability to plan for the future or to think about the consequences of your actions. It's kind of like the difference between a man and a, do and, and, and a dog. Now, the problem is, if once you realize that your subconscious mind affects everything, now you got to start to ask yourself, what are you putting into your mind? Because your mind is very, very... Um, I'll just give you an example. The other day, I walked into the conference room, and your, your mind is very instinctual. So I was walking by a big light, and the light, because we moved one of the tables, the light was at my head height, so I would have smashed my head right into the light fixture, but I ducked without thinking to duck. I just walked by it, and I ducked. Uh, the other day, my wife walked into the room when I was working on um, a new book I'm knocking out here, and when she walked in the room... I'm like, ah, because I'm naturally, you know, it's like a defense mechanism. People sneak up on you. Uh, what happens is the human mind, if you feed your mind with violent video games and violent music and negative uh, discussion and negative self-talk and negative, what happens is negative becomes your default. And you always fall to your level of preparation. And so one of our partners we teamed up with is David Robinson. He's the NBA Hall of Fame basketball player. And he actually wrote a letter that was published in the Players' Tribune and on November 16th, and I love this, or, or November 22nd of 2016. This is what a letter he wrote to his former self. So he says, Dear 18-year-old David, please allow me to give you fair warning about something from the future. Tomorrow morning, you're going to take your first swim test at the U.S. Naval Academy. Believe it or not, the Navy requires plebes to actually be able to swim. Of course, you know that part already. You're in good shape, right? What's a little morning swim? What you might not realize is just how long 20 minutes of treading water feels like. That's right, 20 minutes. When you first go into the pool, you're going to be feeling good. After about 10 minutes, your arms and legs are going to be burning so badly you'll want to quit. And after 15, I don't even want to tell you. But you'll think about your dad and what he'd say if you failed, and you'll find a way to keep your head above water for 20 minutes. The only problem is you're not done yet. Your stone-faced water survival instructor will bark at you. All right, next up, 100-meter crawl stroke. There's no break. There's no, sir, can I catch my wind? You are overboard in deep open water without a PFD, personal flotation device, or at least that's what your instructor is yelling. Sink or swim, plebe. You choose to swim. A thought will come to your mind as you push off the wall and use all the strength left in your six foot eight body to shake your first stroke. Oh my goodness, what have I done? When you touch the wall and turn to start your second lap, another thought will come to your mind. Uh-oh, I'm sinking. You're done. You grab the wall and tell the instructor, I can't do this. You, David, have flunked your introductory swim test, your swim test in the Navy. Tomorrow, when you lie down in your bedroom after this embarrassment and you stare at the ceiling for hours, you'll have another thought. This one is very important. What have I gotten myself into? Why am I doing this? I want you to think long and hard about this, peculiar, this particular question. We both know the obvious question. You chose the Naval Academy because of your father and grandfather both served in the military. Your grandfather is and always will be your hero, your inspiration. He fought in World War II and came home to Little Rock, Arkansas, and worked for 50 years as a mailman in the segregated South. Not once did, a, uh, did he get a job promotion in the five decades, but he kept working all the same. He saved up enough money to buy a piano for his home, and he used it to teach his four children how to play. 
When you think about the, think of that piano, you don't think about music. You think about all the family around the piano. You think about how much joy it spread. It was much more than a piano. It was a symbol of something. Up. Keep moving the family up. Keep working and saving and striving for a better future for your children and for their children, even if you won't be around to see it pay off. That's what your grandfather did, rain, sleet, or snow. I want you to think about your grandfather's integrity and grit when you're, start, when you're staring at the ceiling of your bar- barracks room. But I also want you to think a little deeper. You need to learn a practical lesson. Grit alone is not going to save you from sinking. Remember when your dad used to make you study a page of the dictionary every night after school? Then the next day he'd quiz you on the definitions. Okay, David, your next word is ambidextrous. Dad is crazy. None of the other kids are doing this. Your father is very demanding of you. Um, actually, a lot like a coach you're going to have in the future by the name of Larry Brown. But that's not. But that's a story for another time. But the reason he's so demanding is because preparing, because he's preparing you for the real world. He's not just giving you the tools to excel in school and eventually choose where you'll go to college. He's also showing you how to succeed in your life after basketball. He's doing what your grandfather did for him. Up, always up. How did you build a solid vocabulary? The same way you build a house, brick by brick, word by word, night after night. The same rule applies to learning to swim or developing a post move or building a business. Preparation is everything. This is a simple but undeniable truth that is completely lost on you and your 18-year-old mind. The reason I'm writing writing this to you now is not the swim test. The swim test is nothing. Come on. You're an African-American kid from Virginia. You didn't exactly grow up diving in the ocean every summer. Just relax and practice every day, and you'll get past the swim test. What he's talking about is preparation, the, the, the importance of preparing. And that's why David has done so well off the court, is he's preparing, he's preparing, he's putting in the work. Day after day, he's grinding. That's why Dr. Zell and I have been able to build 13 multi-million dollar businesses. It's because of the preparation. Paul Hood, if you're trying to prepare your clients to be successful financially, what are some of the tips? What are some of the action steps? What should someone do right now if they want to prepare to be successful financially? Well, the, probably the most important part, and that's why I'm here. It's why I go to your, uh, your workshops, which will be one this weekend, Friday and Saturday, is you've got to seek advice. You, can, you know, most of us are good technicians. They're good at good plumbers. They're good accountants. They're good whatever. And, but they don't know, they haven't been taught the pattern for success. And so you, you need to come and take advantage of the free hour that, that, that I'm offering. Um, go onto my website, hoodcpas.com, fill out the form. Uh, send me an email, paul at hoodcpas.com, paul at hoodcpas.com. It's free. Uh, what do you have to lose? But you seek advice to help accelerate your success. Now, here is the next part of David Robinson's letter to his former self. He says, now I'm going to drop the bombshell on you. In four years, you're going to ensign in the U.S. Navy, and you'll earn a salary of $1,260.90. I know that sounds like a tremendous amount of money for pizza, money, but that's not, that's not the bombshell. The bombshell is that you're going to be drafted number one by the NBA's San Antonio Spurs. You will sign a $3 million contract with a $1 million signing bonus, and you'll be stationed on a submarine base in Kings Bay, Georgia, serving your two-year commitment in the Navy, waiting to play in the NBA and you'll get a check for $1 million. Preparation. Preparation is what made David Robinson, David Robinson successful, and preparation is what's going to make you successful. The question today is how are you preparing for the future you want? We all want to be successful, but what are we doing today to prepare to live the life we want to live? What preparation? What hard work? 
are you putting in today? My name's Clay Clark. You're listening to The Thrive Time Show. Stay tuned. Time show, a show for the enemies of average. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. She is always right there when I need her. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. She is always right there. All right, when Thrive I Nation, welcome back to the conversation. And big shout outs to my wife, Vanessa Clark, former Oral Roberts University cheerleader. You're the best, and I'm so glad that you have impaired vision and you've never seen me. So, uh, Thrive Nation, we're super excited to talk to you today about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, and it's one that uh, I uh, thank you for being honest. Uh, everybody who is successful had to win this battle first before they could move on to win other battles, and it's winning the battle within. It's the battle that's in your head. It's the one that makes you complain or train. Right? It's the one that says, I'm going to go train to be the best I can be or to basically uh, complain about what's happening to me. It's, it's this concept that, oh, you don't, understand, you don't understand the way that I was raised. You don't understand what I went through. You don't understand how my dad was, how my mom was, how I grew up. Uh, you don't understand the racism I grew up with, the, the weather conditions of my town, my IQ. You wouldn't understand. It's just not possible. So we're talking about how do you do it? Well, first off, you have to know what you need to do on a daily basis because what happens is, is your mind is divided into two parts, okay? And about 80% of all your decisions are impacted by the subconscious mind, which is why that if somebody shoves you, you immediately do what? Try to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. It's why when a mother, uh, there's all sorts of stories about this, but if a mother sees a car uh, running at one of her kids, moms will jump in front of that car. It's an instinct thing. It's not even a, um, a it's not something they're being intentional about. It just happens. So you have to re-educate your mind so that you can actually make the right decisions. You have to become a person of principle, not a person of reactions. You've got to find a way to get the prefrontal cortex part of your brain, which makes all of your plans and strategy happen. You've got to get that to be, you got to get that to be so um, prevalent in your life that it impacts your subconscious mind. And the only way that I know how to do that is through consistent prayer and meditation on a daily basis. Uh, some people say prayer, some people say meditation. This is not a religious show, but I would say for me it's prayer. But it's the thoughtfulness of saying uh, every day, God, I know that I am a failed human in this area, and I'm very appreciative I'm alive today, but today my number one focus is I am going to be the best I can be in this area. Help me to be the best. I want to be the best, and then help me to forget the rest. Help me to do the best and forget the rest. Help me. And you have to just focus on it. You've got to put positive music into your ears, positive movies into your eyes. Now, I want to ask you, though, kind of going around the horn here, have you watched a movie? Have you ever watched a movie that pumps you up for a month or a week or a year? Uh, Coach, is there a movie that you watched and you thought, man, that, 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 was the, that, that movie pumped me up, my man? I always liked uh, watching Pete Maravich stuff, uh, videos, and then his, his books I like a lot. So the Pete Maravich, the Pistol Pete, the basketball player. Mm hmm uh, do you have anything, Paul Hood, that you do on a daily basis that, that motivates you, that gets you in the right frame of mind? Because everybody, including yourself, even though you're very successful, we have to find a way to motivate ourselves. What do you do to win that battle of the mind every day? Well, I like music. I like to uh, get excited. Um, there's, I can't remember the, the artist, but it's called Light Up the Sky. 
and I like to be yelled at and, and loud music and, and um, just uh, get get the old juices uh, flowing. Can you sing and, it for uh, us? Uh, no. You can't. All right. So you, that's what gets you going, though. Yes. yes music. Absolutely music. Jessica, what's, what, what gets you going? Is it, is it, is it a police-grade taser, or what, what gets you going? How do you get your mojo every day? Well, definitely getting up and working out. I think starting, starting off the day and working on your mind and your body together, I think that's helpful. But I'm a girl. I also like to get on Pinterest, and I like to search for motivational quotes. I just, you know, and I pin them in my special little folder, and it makes me happy. Motivational quotes on Pinterest get you yes. going. Yes. How long have you been doing that? Uh, a couple of years now. I have quite a list. Really? Yeah. And so I would just encourage you, Thrive Nation, to know yourself. Figure out what you need to do to motivate you. I remember talking to one person. We had a client who said they're really into yoga. They just they love yoga. Now, I don't get yoga, but if you came with me to the man cave, uh, I don't know whether you would get what, I, what I'm doing, but uh, I listen to T.D. Jakes every morning while I'm getting ready because I have found that his, he has a, a video. He has a sermon he delivered that says, Nothing is as powerful as a changed mind. Nothing is as powerful as a changed mind. He talks about how you could buy yourself a new house or you could get yourself a new spouse, but at the end of the day, you are still there. You're still present. No matter where you are, that's where you are. And he talks about once you change the mindset, uh, they used to write a lot. Back, back in the day, there was a lot of people who were very fascinated with this concept of alchemy, where they thought you could take an element and add another element into it and to turn it into gold. And I really do believe that's what entrepreneurship is about. So when we opened up the elephant in the room at 16th in Boston, there were no other businesses there. There was no other businesses that were, that were nearby. But we did it because it was very affordable, and I wanted to test the business model that my brother-in-law had come up with, this high-end men's grooming lounge experience. And so we went ahead and opened up there. And lo and behold, it took off despite the location despite not having the name recognition, despite... So entrepreneurs can find a way to add value to something. Another example would be an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, um, may, they may say, you know what, I want to go to a workshop to learn how to get to the top of Google. But an entrepreneur, somebody who actually solves problems for a living, they would say, okay, so I need to do this for the next three years to be top in Google. And so Coach Calvert... We've been doing search engine optimization for score basketball for, what, about four years now? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're topping Google for everything now. I mean, it's like basketball camps in Bixby, uh, Tulsa basketball. I mean, for any term almost. Jinx will also broken arrow. Every, it's about 25, 28 terms. And you get leads every, every day. I've got five people i got to call when I get off the radio here. Do you ever see the weird times that I send that search engine report to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I show it to my wife. It'll be like 1 a.m., 3 a.m. Yeah, uh, and so what happens is, is I'll send that search engine report, and because I have spent so many years studying search engines and how they work, I can get anyone to the top of Google, but the process, there's a lot of variables, and there's about 37 factors, and so I have to run your website through a battery of, of, of tests, and then when I find what's wrong with it, I have to fix it and assign it to the team and hold people accountable, and it just mentally is taxing. But it was really mentally taxing to actually learn the skill. So, Paul Hood, you're a CPA now. Talk to me about, was it mentally taxing learning to become a CPA? It was uh, very mentally taxing. Had to actually go to college. What? Yes, and had to pass an exam that was two and a half days long. Um, Not like today. Today they get to take it one at a time and study. And we had to take literally two and a half days of solid testing. 
Wow. Now, you, that, that, that is a sacrifice. Now, Jessica, we're talking about sacrifices and o- overcoming the battle of the mind. The men and women who serve our country, these people have battled mind over matter. They've decided to sacrifice financially, physically. A lot of times they've given their ultimate sacrifice, their lives, to protect our country. And you're doing something to give back. You're standing up for what's right. Walk us through this cause and what our listeners can do to get involved with you. Absolutely. So our outreach program, Eagle Ops, has teamed up with the DAV, Disabled American Veterans, for their 5K this year. Their event is November 4th at the Guthrie Green, and we are creating the largest team in the nation. We want everybody to come out, register, and sign up and run, walk, roll, ride, whatever you want to do, come out and support the veterans with us. You can sign up at DAV5K.org. Select Tulsa, select Join Team, and from there, search Eagle Ops and join up with us. Now, Thrive Nation, there are two more battles of the mind that every entrepreneur has to win. Uh, win. And this is the first one here is you must hold your team accountable, even if they're related. That's kind of a song I'm working on. You must hold your team accountable, even if they're related. Dinners get kind of awkward, but you won't go poor. Now, the thing is, you just you have to hold your team accountable. You have to do it. And, and so many people say... I don't like confrontation. Listen, I don't like confrontation either. But the thing is, I hate poverty more than I hate confrontation. Amen. I mean, it's a trade-off. You've got to hold your team accountable. And the other thing is, you've got to tell your money where to go. Dave Ramsey said, a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. A budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Now, if you want to make a budget, if you're serious about getting ahead financially, Paul Hood, tell them about the offer. How can they schedule a one-on-one budget, a budgeting meeting with you where you can help them finally make a budget that will guarantee their financial success? Well, and I don't know if you, you didn't mention this, Clay. That's free. Free? Yeah, it's free, so it doesn't cost anything. Free means it doesn't cost anything. Um, yeah, send me an email or, or visit my website, hoodcpas.com. There's a little link there you can fill out paperwork. Or send me an email directly, paul at hoodcpas.com, paul and, at hoodcpas.com. And you'll send him a copy of Warren, Buffett, Warren Buffett's book, Snowball. Now, Thrive Nation, as always, we have four ways to help you. We have a podcast. We have one-on-one business coaching. We have a conference. And we have an online school that's a dollar for the first month. It's all accessible for you at thrivetime.com show.com. Don't be a slacker. Win the battle within and go to thrivetimeshow.com. And as always, three, two, one. Boom. Boom.